Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News. Coverage you can count on. Take a look at this. In less than 24 hours, this line of storms could bring gusty wind, heavy rain, and small hail to our area. That's why our team of meteorologists issued a WRAL weather alert day for tomorrow. Good evening and thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Julian Grace. Well, let's talk more about the weather. Meteorologist Anthony Baglione, he joins us now to talk more about tomorrow's level one risk. Anthony. Julian, most of this here is going to be fairly sporadic coverage as we head into tomorrow. We'll see off and on rounds of showers and storms, but some of those could be on the stronger side. We have two parts to this system. The warm front that is currently coming through right now. That's why it has been so hot today, and that is sparking a few of these showers back to our west. So that's a potential as we go through this evening to see a stray shower, even just scattered showers and storms already approaching their Hope Mills, Southern Pines, definitely seeing some Fayetteville, Clinton. That is a potential for us. So if you're out and about over the next couple of hours, maybe keep the umbrella handy. It's not going to be widespread rainfall, but Futurecast continues to advertise a lot of those showers here. Some of them fizzling out, but as we head into Monday morning, looks like isolated coverage to start off with. I think we'll see a lot of cloud cover here and it will not be pouring all day long but it's going to be inconvenient showers and storms. There's lunchtime tomorrow. We head into the afternoon along and east of I-95 is going to be the best chance for some of these to be on the stronger side. As you mentioned, Julian, we're talking some potential damaging wind gusts, maybe some very small hail. The overall severe potential is fairly limited, but we do have that level one risk that we'll be tracking pretty closely. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Plus, I know you like the warmth. We have more of that on the way this week. I'll break that down here. Can we just talk about that right now? I know. Let's just do that. We're talking 90 and maybe a few spotty shower and storm chances, but yeah, we got to wait to the, I'll show you that here in a few. Okay, we'll table that <laughs> for later. Thanks, Anthony. Well, to get alerts about dangerous weather in your area, download the WRL Weather app. It's free on Google Play and the Apple App Store. I've said it before, I will say it again. It is a great app to have. Tonight, there are lots of questions about this next story. This after a man barricaded himself in his home with his wife and two children inside. Kinley police say a man started shooting at officers. WRL's Michelle McConaughey went to the neighborhood to look for answers. Shots fired in the middle of the night on a quiet South Wilson Street in Kenley. Neighbors tell us a man, his wife, and two kids live there. Christopher Dongray lives behind the house. He called 911. While on my back porch, I heard arguing and screaming between the two of them. A little after the police showed up, uh, there was arguing back and forth, trying to get him out of the house, trying to get the kids and the wife out of the house. Then hail of gunfire later, um, silence. Must have been like 12 or 14. Um, shotguns and sidearms. Don Gray says this type of thing doesn't usually happen around the neighborhood. This is the quietest neighborhood I've ever lived in my life. Don Gray says the area was swarmed with police. At least one ambulance was seen leaving the area with lights and its siren on. They just moved in a few months ago and he'd been talking about how this was going to be their forever home and 
He just wanted to raise his little girls and something, something must have snapped. Multiple law enforcement agencies remained on the scene throughout the night. This is an ongoing investigation. Michelle McConaughey, WRL News. We do have an update on this story right now. We know there were no injuries to officers. Still no word yet on the man's condition. A significant update today on the death of Unabomber Ted Kaczynski in a prison cell in Granville County. Sources have told the Associated Press that Kaczynski died by suicide. The Justice Department confirmed yesterday that Kaczynski died at the Federal Medical Center in Butner. However, the agency did not say how he died. There will be an investigation to determine the exact cause of death. Kaczynski had been serving eight life sentences. He pleaded guilty in 1998 to sending mail bombs that killed three people and wounded 23 others from 1978 to 1995. The FBI spent nearly two decades trying to track him down. Investigators arrested Kaczynski in 1996 in a small remote cabin in western Montana. Then in 2021, Kaczynski was moved to the Federal Medical Center in Butner. New tonight, Fort Liberty explosive experts gave the all clear after concerns about an IED. Police say someone bought an IED at a flea market, and when the person brought it to their apartment on Winding Creek Road, they realized they had no way of knowing if it was safe, and they called the police department. This is what happened next. Residents nearby were evacuated. Officials confirmed it didn't pose a threat to the public. A shooting early this morning in Raleigh's Glenwood South neighborhood injured three men. WRL has previously report, reported on numerous cases of criminal activity in that part of the city. WRL's Shelly Jackson joins us live now from Glenwood South. And Shelly, what exactly happened? Well, Julian, that shooting happened here on West North Street and Glenwood Avenue. Now, two men were survived or had non-life-threatening injuries, and the third had serious injuries. We don't know yet what led up to this shooting, but we know it's not the first time something like this has happened out here. During the day, Glenwood South can feel almost sleepy. People are out walking, riding scooters, grabbing a bike to eat. But there are increasing concerns about crime in the popular nightlife destination. Three men were shot in the early morning hours of Sunday. Neighbors have complained about crime and noise on the streets for a while. Ten years ago, I never gave it a second thought to walk through Glenwood South later at night. I do now. Last year, Woody Biggs spoke at a city council meeting. The city has let the area get wild and out of control. Neighbors say safety is on their minds. Pauline Kim lives off Peace Street and walks her dog in the area. Our complex even told us, you know, it's getting a little... We got an email recently mm -hmm. saying crime is going up, so be aware of your surroundings. I try to be cautious, but it definitely is a little bit concerning. And we spoke to several people who live in this neighborhood on this very street, and they told us they didn't even know that there was a shooting last night. Julian? Residents and police continue to talk about ways to address crime right there in Glenwood South. Shelly Jackson live in Raleigh's Glenwood South neighborhood. Thank you. Let's go to an update on a shooting we first reported as breaking news last night. Raleigh police arrested a man in connection to a shooting on Shanda Drive. 22-year-old Antonio Myers, shown right here, is charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. This is video from the WRL breaking news tracker last night. Police say a woman was shot. They go on to say she's expected to be okay. 
A crash on Capitol Boulevard near Old Buffalo Road caused major backups tonight. Look at these pictures here. These are pictures from the scene. Police say a medical emergency led to the crash and no serious injuries have been reported. Police, however, did not mention the person who had a medical injury was taken to the hospital. We later found out the crash is under investigation. We have an important traffic alert if you're driving in Cary. Listen to this. Starting tomorrow, Walnut Street will be closed between Kildare Farm Road and Walker Street. That's so contractors can widen Kildare Farm Road through the intersection. The Town X expects the work to last about three weeks. Traffic detours will be in place, routing traffic to Maynard Road and Kildare Farm Road until the project is finished. Tonight's the deadline to share your thoughts on the best way to improve safety and traffic at the Five Points intersection in Raleigh. Now, the city is trying to find ways to keep drivers and pedestrians safe on the roads of that busy, busy neighborhood. There are three options on the table. Let's start with concept one. It would be the easiest. Make some changes to how traffic signals operate. Then there's concept two. Create a single lane roundabout in the shape of a peanut. And then concept three have two lanes in both directions on Glenwood Avenue and one lane on the other sides. Now to fill out the survey, go to RaleighNC.gov, click on the projects link there and search five points. One local sports hero has big plans. I mean, big plans for Father's Day weekend. I'm focusing on this community that uh, has put so much into me that I want to put it back into my community. Oh, I'm so excited for you to hear about this next story. Just ahead, the Big Bash former NBA coach Nate McMillan is hosting to promote dads who really step up. Also ahead, two local actors in the running tonight for Broadway's biggest awards. Welcome back. Hey, don't forget about dad. Father's Day is one week away, and one dad is making it his mission to help fathers be there for their children. Raleigh native and former NBA coach Nate McMillan will host a Father's Day gala on Saturday, and he shared why he's so passionate about fatherhood. We've seen Coach Nate McMillan on the big stage, whether it was at NC State, the NBA, or walking the sidelines in the National Basketball Association as a head coach. Hey, cutie, how you doing? We've also seen the Raleigh native here, going back to his old neighborhood, giving back. But we don't always see this. McMillan, behind the scenes, where he's a married father of two and where fatherhood is at his heart. I always said that uh, if I had kids, I was going to be there for my kids. Mm. I, was, I was blessed to uh, find a wife uh, a lady that I've been with for 37 years. Uh, we have two kids. I now have a grandson, uh, you know, and it's just been a blessed life, uh, you know, raising my family. McMillan is also focused on those without fathers. 33% of children in the U.S. live in a home without their birth father. And according to Child Trends, nearly 67% of black children are born to a single mom. I mean, that's alarming, the fact that we don't have male figures in, uh, in our household. And that is, is trickling down and having an effect on the young black males, 
who are lost. Next Saturday, Coach Nate and Wanda Thomas are hosting an event titled Bring Back the Black Father at the Briar Creek Country Club. The event is a gala to honor fathers and address the issue of homes without fathers. And the gala is already sold out. I'm focusing on this community that uh, has put so much into me that I want to put it back into my community. McMillan goes on to say he grew up in a fatherless home, and he says his big brother filled the gap. As we wrapped up our interview, Coach Nate had some advice for fathers. Keep working. You know, if there's any regret for me that I have in my life is that I didn't find faith sooner. Don't you just love that? Coach Nate just keeps giving back. Now, 10 fathers from our community will be honored at the gala on Saturday. Already a lot of excitement is surrounding it. Once again, it's already sold out. Today, the Raleigh Elks Lodge took part in a ceremony over a century old honoring Flag Day. Ah, listen to those sounds. The Boy Scouts presented the various flags throughout U.S. history, along with live music. 150 flags were on the front lawn of the lodge. The Raleigh chapter has held the ceremony since 1955, but it has been going on at lodges across the country since 1908. All right, we have a reason to celebrate tonight. New tonight, two Fayetteville natives have been nominated for the 2023 Tony Awards. Jay Harrison G. was nominated for their role as Jerry and Daphne in the Broadway hit show Some Like It Hot. G. is nominated for the best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical. G. is also one of the first gender nonconforming actors to ever be nominated at the Tony Awards. They went to E.E. E. Smith High School. The second, Natasha Yvette Williams. She was also nominated for her role in the same show for her role as Sweet Sue. Williams is nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Featured Role in a Musical. Williams graduated from Cape Fear High School. I've always said this. There is just so much talent right here in the Triangle. Anthony, I, I don't know if this takes talent looking at all of this rain <laughs> back here, but it's just, it, when, it, when will it stop? Well, thankfully, a lot of this is running into some drier air. So this batch that you see looks, like you said, kind of ominous, not great. I don't think all of that is going to reach us tonight. However, if you do have any plans over the next couple of hours, we do have that chance of a few light showers. And those chances have gone up just a little bit from what we are anticipating. It's just because this warm front that's currently pushing through, the reason for those hot temperatures today has a little bit more potency with it as we head through the next little while. But you kind of can see here the edge of those showers approaching Sanford, it starts to thin out just a little bit. So it's running into some more stable air and some drier air. This is not going to be a big plan canceller tonight, but if you're headed out for dinner plans, let's say for your Sunday, especially as you head down toward Fayetteville, Hope Mills, I-95 right there, it's going to be a good idea to have that umbrella with you just so you don't get caught off guard and have one of those messy nights where you don't have it with you. We head up to the north there, Sanford. There's a couple light showers approaching your area, and as we head around the triangle as well, I do 
think that chance is going to be there for some isolated showers here, maybe a rumble of thunder over the next little while. We have our warm front currently pushing through right now. That could kick up the winds a little bit as well as those rain chances. It's really been an active day here. We head back toward Nashville, Tennessee. You can see toward the end of this frame there are those orange, the big expanse of orange boxes. Those are severe thunderstorm watches. They have seen tornado warnings, severe thunderstorm warnings. We are not anticipating that here in our direction as far as the tornado threat, but as we head into tomorrow afternoon, there could be a few cells that get going, maybe some gusty winds, some very small hail. We do have a level one risk for all of our entire viewing area as we head through the day tomorrow. Let's time it out here on Futurecast. Going through the next couple of hours, there is that light chance of a shower or two here. A lot of that starts to fizzle out, but I just want to make you aware of those plans tonight. You may want that umbrella handy. Into tomorrow morning looks fairly isolated. We will have the clouds with us through the day. We will see breaks in the rainfall. This is not going to be a wake up and have rain all day long, but especially into the afternoon, let's say two, three, four o'clock or so, we could get some scattered showers and storms bubbling up ahead of the cold front that's going to follow this system tomorrow night. It is out of here though by the time we head to about 8 p.m. tomorrow evening. So if you want to head out to Monday evening dinner plans or just take the dog out tomorrow night, all in all it's looking better. It could be a little bit damp still with those showers pushing out. Today of course hot. We hit 91 degrees at RDU specifically. That was the hottest day of the entire year. And so that certainly was a warm forecast for us today. Humidity wise we have not been off the charts. So it was definitely hot but not uncomfortable for most of us out there. We still sit at 85 in Raleigh, 82 in Goldsboro, 81 degrees in Clinton. Definitely a warm evening for all of us. We'll see those shower chances here for us tonight. Upper 60s near 70 degrees heading into tomorrow morning. And then we keep actually a fairly warm forecast. We're at 83. Tuesday looks beautiful at this point. 85 on Wednesday. Tomorrow, by the way, is a weather alert day just for that level one risk. It looks like a fairly low end threat at this point, but just keep that in mind. 91 there and Julian as we head into Father's Day next weekend. Could see a few scattered showers and storms, but doesn't look like a washout at this point. Okay, it happens. Anthony yeah. breaking it down for us and making it so clear. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Casey, uh, there's a couple of teams that want to get to Omaha, right? Yeah, it would have been so cool if we could have seen both of them, right? We had a chance to get not one, but two teams from North Carolina to punch that ticket to the College World Series, but both of them have been waiting 60-plus years, but only one would be headed out west. I'll show you how one season ended and how the other smashed its way to Omaha. Well, much of the year, Duke has shown this level of resiliency to just never be out of a game. And that showed in game one of the Charlottesville Regional, putting Virginia on the ropes. But in a winner-takes-all game three today, that magic couldn't overcome the Cavaliers' power. After yesterday's 14-4 thumping, Chris Pollard said his guys would come out punching. But, boy, it's hard to do when the who's picked up. But they left off, jumping out to a 5-0 lead in the second inning, riding RBI single after RBI single. Blue Devils would finally get some offense going in the top of the sixth. Jay Bashirs takes the 1-1 for a ride and it just clears the left field wall. The two run shot, maybe just the momentum Duke needed, right? They were within three, but the Cavs come right back and answer in the home half of the inning, plating another four runs. Now, while the explosive offense was on display, so was its starting pitching. Elon transfer, Brian Edgington throws a complete game striking out 11 that ends at Duke's season at 12 to the final Virginia heading back to the College World Series.
the couch in Winston-Salem Wake with a chance to punch a ticket to Omaha. Up 3-2 over Alabama in the second inning. Tommy Hawk back at it again. Soars one to right. The two-run shots. Wake's third home run of the game already, and it was 5-2 Deeks. But the Crimson Tide showing they would not go away early. Andrew Pinckney answers a solo shot of his own. And that had Bama within two. But to the third, Brock Wilkin, the new ACC home run king. He mashes his second of three dingers on the day. He's got 30 on the season, just incredible. And Bama would not have an answer for what was coming next. One, two, three, four. Danny Corona, pour me one more. Yeah, they don't call him Rick Force for nothing. They belt nine home runs on the afternoon. Corona, three for six, six RBIs. He makes it a 22-5 ball game. The Deeks pitching staff, boy, they did their part. Dominant. 16 strikeouts led by Josh Hartle, who fanned 11. Insane stat here. Wake has outscored its opponents in the NCAA tournament 75-16, and they're headed to Omaha for the first time since 1955. Just proud of our organization. It's a big day for us, and we're going to celebrate this one for 36 hours, and then we're going to get back to work because this team, uh, we've got even bigger goals. Check another box. Last week, 2023 signee Trey Parker unexpectedly reclassified to the class of 2024. That left NC State with an open scholarship for this upcoming season. A little late, but Kevin Keats and company went right to work. Today, State's landing a verbal commitment from North Carolina ANTs. Cam Woods, the transfer guard, averaged 17.3 points, four rebounds, and a little over three assists per game. While the HBCU All-American dominated the CAA, Woods also lit up against non-conference opponents who were also tournament teams, pouring in 26 against Houston. He had 18 against Iowa and 17 versus Iowa State. Well, to Roland Garros men's French Open title, Casper Rode looking for his first title, while Novak Djokovic seeking his 23rd Grand Slam title to claim the most of all time. Hey, Tom Brady was in attendance in Djokovic's box. Don't worry, ladies, that was a Joker's wife. Oh, it was just me that was worried about that? Okay, back to the highlights. Despite Rude breaking him in his first service of the game, Djokovic always seemed in control in the championship point. Rude returns it wide. Joker is now overtaking. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.